we've been looking uh, over these past few weeks at some amazing uh, miracles that Jesus did in John's Gospel. Amazing things. Uh, and Jesus calls them, uh, if you remember, he calls them signs. He calls them signs. And this morning, today, we're going to look at a sign, a miracle that Jesus did that I think is really going to blow our minds. Okay? And if you remember, when we look at a sign, we don't stop at the sign, we see something more important. Perhaps you're travelling, you see a sign, you don't stop at the sign, you go to the destination. And so I hope this morning, as we see uh, the miracle that Jesus does in our story, it will show us something bigger. We'll get to experience something even more wonderful than what we read of in this story. Uh, well, as you know, I like a, I like a quiz. I'm making a quick quiz. And um, do you know, I, I love a good story. Am I the only one? I love a good story. Anyone else like a good story? Good, excellent, great. Okay, I, I, I love a good story. I love getting to know the characters. That's always good, isn't it? To get to know the characters. Uh, I, I love to get, get to know the twists and the turns in the story and the plot. Yeah? Good plots, great, isn't it? Uh, I, I love looking for clues of how things are going to sort of develop. And most importantly, I love to find out how it ends. Okay? How it ends. A great story uh, needs a great ending. Uh, so here's a quiz, okay? I've got a quiz. Um, I'm going to tell you the end of a story. And I want you to see if you know what the story is, okay? So I'm going to show you the end of a story, and let me, let's see if you know where this story, or the end of the story, comes from. You ready? Great. Adults? Children? Everyone? Yeah. Great. Brilliant. Okay. How does the story end? Right. Okay. Here's the first one. The scar had not pained for 19 years. All was well. The scar had not pained for 19 years. All was well. Hammering up very quick there. Yes. Harry Potter. You're on the right lines. A bonus point for which of the Harry Potters it is. <laughs> yes, from behind, yeah. Harry Potter and the Deadly Harold, Deathly Hallows. Uh, the last in that great series uh, of Harry Potter. Brilliant, well done. Good start. Next one. But wherever they go, and whatever happens to them on the way, in that enchanted place on the top of the forest, a little boy and his bear will always be playing. Come on, come on, this is for the oldies as well as the young ones. Whoa, let's see if you're right. Uh, extra point for the name of the book, the actual name. You're, the right, you're right, it's about Winnie the Pooh. No, 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 wrong author even. Oh dear, Stuart, what's that? Not on form this morning. That's not something else. Uh, anyone know? He's in the, they're in there too. Here it is, here's the answer. House at Pooh Corner. There you go. A-M-L. Brilliant. Okay, next one. Then he nibbled a hole in a cocoon, pushed his way out, and he was a beautiful butterfly. Come on, come on. I think you might know this one. Yes. The very hungry caterpillar. Brilliant. Well, hey, doing very well. A couple more. Um, Will there be anything to eat when we get there? Asked. I'm starving. The whole family is starving. Anything to eat, cried, laughing. Oh, you just wait and see. 
more tricky, that one, isn't it? A bit more tricky. Some eating's about to happen. Is there anything to eat? I'm starving. Plenty to eat. How the story ends. What's your favourite food? Come on. Come on. To do with who? Honey. No, no, nothing to do with honey at all. No, I thought you'd get this one. Thank you, thank you, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Brilliant. Good, okay, come on. Uh, the mouse found the nut, and the nut was good. Oh, hands ripped up there. The Gruffalo, well done, brilliant. Okay, and the last one, the last one, okay? I love this one. Now at last, they were beginning, beginning chapter one of the great story, which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. Oh, it's a great story, that one. Oh, if that's desperate to say, yep. It is the last part, the last in that series of the Narnia books by C.S. Lewis. Brilliant. Okay. Well, we're going to have the first part of our reading now, okay? First part of our story this morning. And as you listen, I want you to listen out for clues as to how this story is going to end, okay? So hear the reading, and as you listen, listen really carefully with your Bibles open, or look at the screen, and ask the question, do we get any clues as to how this story is going to end? Okay? Brilliant. Time for a reading. So our reading this morning is from John chapter 11, and it starts on page 1077. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days, and then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you were going back. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, that's just the first part of the story. Great story. 
first part of the story. So let's think about the story. Uh, Jesus has uh, three friends in a place called Bethany, uh, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And, um, and you notice in the, couple, in, the, in the story, quite a few times, it says that Jesus really loves these friends, really loves them. So, so to imagine uh, how Jesus must have felt when he heard that Lazarus was sick. Imagine when you hear someone who you love is sick, how do you feel? Sad. Sad. Yeah, Jesus felt sad, I'm sure. And Lazarus was really sick. He was really, really sick. And in those days, they didn't have mobile phones or, or WhatsApp. So, so Mary and Martha, the sisters, sent a message to Jesus to tell him that Lazarus was really sick. The one you love is really sick. Well, why did they tell Jesus? Well, because they know Jesus loves Lazarus. But even more, they know that Jesus can do amazing things. He, they, they know that he can heal people who are sick. And Lazarus was really sick. And then at the start of the story, we get some clues, don't we, I think, about how the story's going to end. Are you listening hard? Any clues to how the story is going to end? There's Jesus. Bethany, that's where, these, that's where the message came from. How's the story going to end? Well, Jesus says, doesn't he, that this sickness is not going to end in death. Okay? That's good news, isn't it? This is a, a story where we don't end up with a dead Lazarus. Brilliant. This story is not going to end. This sickness is not going to end in death. But Jesus also says, by the end of this story, you're going to see God's glory. And you're going to see it in Jesus. Okay? So that means that, well, well, actually, what is it when we see glory? In the Bible, it means we see something of God's godness, his power, his brilliance, his majesty, all those things that make God, God. So this story is not going to end in death, but it's going to end with us seeing something that makes us go, wow, God is amazing, because we see Jesus is amazing. That's how the story's going to end. Spoiler. Okay, brilliant. So what happens next in the story? Verse 5, look down at verse 5, here it goes. What happens next? Now Jesus loved Martha and her sisters, we know that, and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he packed his bags and got the first bus to Bethany. No, he didn't. He didn't. He stayed where he was two more days. It's not because he didn't love Lazarus or Mary or Martha. I don't think it's because there's some really good doctors in Bethany. I don't think it was that either. It certainly wasn't because he didn't love his friends. It wasn't because he didn't think Lazarus was really sick. See, this is a kind of strange response, doesn't it? You know, there's Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They're desperate, aren't they, for Jesus to come? Waiting. Just, just imagine, there's, there's Mary, she's mopping Lazarus' brow, desperately keen that, she, that he stays alive. 
Every sound, she runs. Is that Jesus? No, it's not. What's keeping him? Why is he taking so long? Doesn't he know that we need his help desperately? But it's okay, isn't it? We know how it ends. We know how it ends. It will not end in death. No, it ends. And then after two days, Jesus says something very odd. He says, okay, uh, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep and I'm going to go and wake him up. Okay? Uh, my daughter came home from camp yesterday and she was sick. So she went to bed. Thought, good, she's sleeping, that will help. She'll, she'll get better, she'll sleep. So the disciples go, okay, so Lazarus, he, he's fallen asleep. Well, that's good, isn't it? Why do we want to wake him up? If he sleeps, he'll get better. But Jesus isn't talking about sleep, is he? He's talking about death. For a second, Jesus said this sickness would not end in death. And now he's telling his disciples that Lazarus has died. Lazarus has died. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. Especially when Jesus promised, he promised that this sickness would not end in death. Has Jesus, Jesus got it wrong? Has he got his timing wrong? Something else that's kind of weird, is it? Jesus said, Lazarus has fallen asleep and I'm going to wake him up. And he knew that Lazarus was dead. I'm going to wake him up. Uh, I mean, sleep and death, they're not the same thing, are they? They're not the same thing. So when I say goodnight to my kids, I say goodnight. See you in the morning. I don't say goodbye. I say goodnight. I know they're going to wake up again the next morning. But what does, he, what does Jesus mean when he talks about waking up Lazarus? Well, he's not asleep, he's actually dead. Well, anyone can wake people up from sleep, can't they? I can do that. Even my kids. I can wake them up from sleep. Can anyone wake someone up from death? That's something completely different, isn't it? That is impossible, isn't it? It's impossible. And Jesus says he's going to wake Lazarus up from death. Really? Really? Well, clearly, the disciples don't believe it, do they? Do you remember what Thomas says? Well, let's go to Bethany and let's die with Lazarus. He doesn't think Jesus is going to wake up Lazarus from death, does he? He doesn't think Jesus can do it. Jesus thinks, uh, Lazarus, uh, uh, Thomas thinks that there are lots of enemies. And actually, if they go to Bethany, where the enemies are, some of the enemies are, everyone's going to die. Well, that's the story so far. How's it going to end? Is it a good ending? What did Jesus say? How did Jesus say it was going to end? Well, we're going to see. We're going to come now to a time of confession. A time where we say sorry to God for the ways we've ignored him and not done what he said. I was just thinking this morning, actually, in lots of ways, we are a bit like the disciples, aren't we? The followers of Jesus in the story. Often, we're very confused, aren't we, about what Jesus is doing. Often, we think our plans are better 
than Jesus' plans for us. That's why... Back to the story. Do you remember how Jesus said the story would end? He said it would not end in death. But we would see something that Jesus does that makes us go, wow. Something that makes us see the godness of Jesus. And I remember the story so far, we've seen Jesus going to wake Lazarus. Not from sleep, but from death. Not from sleep, but from death. Waking up someone from sleep, yeah, that's okay, we got, we got that. Waking someone up from death. Possible? Impossible. I like a challenge. I like a challenge, okay? So we're going to watch a little video here and prepare yourself for a bit of a challenge. Okay, good, good, excellent. Um, well, uh, good news is, I, I brought my chicken in. I brought my chicken in. There it is, there it is. I've called it, I've called it Trudy, by the way. Um, good, okay. Um, now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You think, since I bought the chicken, I've been doing some sort of special magic stuff on the, on the on, So I've got, I've got my um, scientist friends here, just to do a double check. Excellent, yeah, just, I just want to check then it's not sleeping, that it is dead. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, you might, got, you've got your equipment. I did say to make, come prepared. Excellent, great, great, right, just, yeah. Yes, so this is the chicken. That's the chicken, yep. Could you just, just double check, just, just to be sure. <laughs> yep, excellent. It's not moving a lot, so I have to say, at the moment. He's thorough. He's definitely thorough, isn't he? I like that. You know, scientist. That, that doesn't look promising. Okay, great. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> I'm no expert in these kind of things, but there are some major parts missing here. So okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Okay, brilliant. Okay, right. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay, that's good. It's good to know. Good to know. I, I was just thinking, okay, so it is definitely dead. That's good to know. Um, so, um, how, how do you wake up something from death? That's a good one, isn't it? I don't know. Um, well, I know when we wake up people from sleep, we shout, don't we? Or make a bit of a noise. So let's try that, shall we? So I think on one, two, three, we'll go wake up Trudy. Is that right? Yep. Okay, good. Brilliant. Okay, ready? One, two, three, wake up Trudy. Okay, no, it didn't work. It didn't work. Okay, I, I, think, I think a lot of noise is 
Maybe it wasn't enough noise. But um, if you don't like noise, put your fingers in your ears. Okay, let's try this one. Ready? One, two, three. No, don't work. Disappointing. Uh, okay, maybe we need some sort of you no, know, sort of poking, poking. Yeah, poking. No, sleep. Poking. No. Okay. Well, okay. Um, so if you need, if you're going to poke something, you need a proper poker, don't you? So I've got a proper poker. Yeah. Right. Okay. Poker. Great. They've definitely moved. <laughs> but no, they don't work. Okay. I wonder if you think something a bit more industrial. Okay, let's see what we've got here. Okay, okay. I brought these in for a reason. Yeah, I brought them in for a reason. Let's try this. Let's just try, shall we? Just one there. Excellent. Just one here. I've plugged it into the sort of, no, the, the, if, if the lights go out, you know. If this doesn't work, by the way, I've got a roast chicken for dinner, haven't I? It's great, it's brilliant. Okay, okay, right. Okay, let's make sure I've plugged in. On three. Oh, I can't get the plug. Okay, one, two, three. No, didn't work. Didn't work. Oh, dear. Oh, there we go. There we go. Well, disappointing. Disappointing. Okay, I think it's time to get back to the story. <laughs> I think it's time to get back to the story. So the action has now moved uh, to Bethany, where uh, Lazarus and Martha and Mary are. Um, and Jesus arrived four days after, Jesus, after Lazarus has died. So, here's the reading. Listen, and see what happens next. So, John chapter 11, starting at verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping. He was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? 
Brilliant. Well done with my clicker there, it's brilliant. I, I remember, uh, it's a long time ago when I was at school, uh, someone coming to our school and telling us what it was like seeing a place that had been hit by a tornado. He'd arrived at a, at a village or a town that had been hit by a powerful, powerful wind. And he described the devastation and the destruction and misery that it left in his wake. He talked about people sort of staring into space blankly. People crying. That's the only sound you could hear, people crying and wailing. Uh, people, uh, he met people who'd lost all hope and were full of despair. I was just thinking of that description he told us. Uh, when I think about what Jesus found when he got uh, to Bethany, when he arrived at the, t- at the village where Lazarus and Mary and Martha lived. It's like a tornado has hit, isn't it? Death has come to town. Death has arrived and hit this family. And now eyes are sad, aren't they? Uh, full of tears. Deep sense of loss. Family torn apart. Uh, once there was joy, now just hopelessness and despair. And I think that's true. I think when death comes near, that's what it does. That's what it does. I was thinking about another way of thinking about death. Um, death is like a big, big bully. I remember in my class at school, when I was very small, about five, there was a big bully. Uh, his name was Darren. He was bigger than me, much bigger. And he loved to make people's lives miserable. Uh, he loved it when he saw that we were scared of him, and he loved it especially if he could make us cry. And I remember quite a few times enjoying things at school, and then Darren turned up and spoiled, ruined everything. I'd love to be able to fight Darren. Go, yeah, Darren, yeah, you and whose army? But he's bigger than me. He was far stronger than me. Nothing I could do. Again, uh, the big bully of death has turned up in Bethany. And Lazarus and Mary and Martha, they can't stand up to him. They can't stop him. He always seems to win at the end. You notice that? He always seems to win in the end. But wait a second, didn't Jesus say that this sickness would not end with death or in death? Not end with death winning. So the question is, why didn't Jesus come in time and stop death from happening and winning? That's the question, isn't it, actually, that both the sisters asked. Do you remember, uh, when they see Jesus, they're, they're, they're glad, aren't they? But Jesus, you're too late. You're too late. Too late. Lazarus has been in the, de- in the, in the tomb now for four days. He's not slightly dead. Uh, he, he's, he's dead dead. Properly dead. Uh, and Martha says, no, if you'd been here, if you got here sooner, my brother would not have died. Why hadn't Jesus come earlier? Can you imagine the confusion of Martha and Mary. Well, Jesus talks to Martha, and then he says something quite surprising. He says, 
Martha, your brother is going to rise again. Well, sure, I mean, the Bible speaks, actually, at the end of history, that people are going to rise. At the end of time, people will rise. God will raise people from death. But now Jesus is saying something really amazing. Think about this. He's saying, I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you see what Jesus is saying? He's saying, if there's any hope of life in the face of death, I am the one, I'm the only one who can give that life, who can raise the dead. Uh, Only I have the power to defeat that big bully. I'm the only one who can send death packing forever. And I can do it for all those who will trust me and believe in me. The promise is for those who trust me and believe in me. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. That's a big claim, isn't it? That's a really big thing to say. I guess the question for us this morning is, well, can we believe him? Can we trust him to be who he says he is? I know I can't raise someone from death, but is there evidence that Jesus can? Well, in a moment, we're going to see how the story ends. But before we do, in that reading, there was something that particularly struck me. Something that particularly struck me is when Jesus sees what death does in this family, in this village of Bethany. It says Jesus was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. In fact, in a way, it's more than that. He was, he was angry. He was angry at what he saw death had done. He was angry at the mess that sin and death had brought on this family. You see, it's so different from the world that he had created. A world that was full of beauty and full of life. A world that was made to enjoy that life in relationship with him. That was at the heart of what life is, knowing Jesus and enjoying him. But you remember the story, what happened at the beginning of the Bible, people turned away, didn't they, from God, uh, the one who's the life giver. That's crazy, isn't it? Imagine turning away from the one who gives life, uh, choosing sin and disobedience rather than following the life giver. And it was, wasn't it, really, choosing death over life. Choosing death over life, that's what they were doing. And that's what we've been doing ever since. As people turned away from God, the life giver, as they chose sin, as they chose disobedience, as they, as they chose to go their way rather than God's way, it was choosing death over life. And sure enough, uh, rejecting God did bring death. brought death into the world. It brought physical death. You now, when our hearts stop beating and our bodies start to decay... But actually, the Bible says, too, that it brought something worse than that. Uh, uh, Another 
worst kind of death. Uh, an existence, if you can call it that, where we are, as it were, cut off from God and all that is good that God gives. Can you imagine that? Every good thing, love and joy, relationship, everything like that, no more part of life. This awful kind of death. But Jesus says these amazing words. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die that awful death of being cut off and separated from God and from all that is good. Well, wouldn't we want to have that kind of hope in the face of death? To know that we could have life but not even death can defeat. And that's the promise that Jesus gives here. And here's the question, here's the question, here's the question. Can Jesus really give us that life? It's a very important question, isn't it? Everything hangs on it. And we need to know, we need to know that we can believe what he says. Well, let's see how the story ends. Let's see how the story ends. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad smell, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with the strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Wow, amazing. Jesus didn't lie, did he? When he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He didn't lie when he said, this sickness will not end in death. Whoops. Ah, what a moment. What a moment. He, he tells them to take away the stone in front of the tomb. And Martha thinks, that's a terrible idea. No, no, by now the body will start to be smelling. And then Jesus speaks as he into the tomb. And he says, what does he say? I don't, know, I don't know how he said it, but I was thinking, did he say it quietly? Did he shout it? I don't know. He said, Lazarus, come out. And he called the dead man out of the tomb. Wow. Just a word, just a word, and he wakes a man who is dead. He wakes him from the sleep of death. He's he's still wearing the cloths around his body that he'd been wrapped in when he died, even around his face. Can you imagine imagine the scene? I guess for those people there, they would never forget that moment when that man came out of the tomb. 
Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives by believing in me, says Jesus, will never die. Well, here's the evidence, isn't it? Here's the proof that Jesus was telling the truth. He is the one more powerful than death. Now, for Jesus to bring someone back from death is as easy for him as for us to bring someone back from sleep. Well, we know, don't we, how powerful death is. I hope as we see Jesus do this, it makes us want to go, wow, wow. We know, don't we, that Jesus here is doing God's stuff. He's doing God's stuff. And as we see his godness, we know, don't we, that we can trust him. As we see his goodness, we know that we can trust him with our lives and even trust him with our deaths. Wow. What an amazing miracle. Just imagine being there. What an what incredible sign. Oh, sign. Oh, it, this is pointing us to something else. This is not just for us to enjoy. Go, wow, what a great story. But actually it's going to point us into, into an even bigger and better story. Something even more amazing, wonderful. See, just in a few days' time, after this story, Jesus has done this amazing miracle and he's going to die. Just think about that for a moment. I am the resurrection and the life, the giver of life, and Jesus is going to die. That wasn't, a, that wasn't an accident. That wasn't a mistake. That was part of God's plan. You see, as Jesus died, he was dealing with the thing that causes death. He was dealing with sin. He was taking our sin, our disobedience, on himself, paying for that sin instead of us experiencing that punishment that we deserved so that we might know his life, his forgiveness. Can you imagine the author of life dying? Isn't that bizarre? It's so bizarre, you couldn't make it up. It has to be true, I think. But wonderfully, three days later, the one who had deliberately given up his life took up his life again. And in so doing, he destroyed death once and for all. Death is not the end. Again, I hope as we see that amazing event, it makes us go, wow. I hope it makes us go, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you would do that for me. Something, isn't it, to celebrate. That's why we meet on the first day of the week. Remember that day when Jesus rose out of the tomb, burst out of the tomb, so that we might enjoy life from the life giver forever in relationship with him. We are going to sing about that. It's good to remember that. It's good to sing about it. And we're going to sing a great song that tells us that nothing, not even death, can separate us now from God's love. Let's stand and let's sing. There are some actions. Anyone want to help me with the actions? That would be great. Otherwise, I'm going to try and do them. But we're going to sing how broad, how long, how great is the love of God. Let's stand and let's sing. In the future, stream was 18, and Romans 8, verse 13. End in death.
just when it looked like the great big bully of death had won, Jesus, with a word, sensed that great big bully packing. And just a short while later, he burst out of a tomb from death uh, for us. What an ending. It's worth waiting for, wasn't it, that ending, I think. Uh, I'm glad you didn't nod off this morning. I've got a question as I finish this morning. How's it going to end? How's it going to end for, for us? How's it going to end for us when it comes to our story? That depends, doesn't it, actually? The Bible says that depends. Uh, I don't know, if you've ever come across these books where you choose your own adventure, you know, they, come across books. they were very popular when I was a kid, and you can turn a page and it says, you know, do you open the door, go to page 34 if you do, if you don't, go to page 47. And the story develops, and you, you can choose how the story ends. You can choose how the story ends. Jesus says that our story can doesn't have to end in death, but in life. Life in friendship with Jesus that starts now and goes on forever, even after death. But to enjoy that, we do have to make a choice. We have to put our trust in Jesus. And that's, I think, why Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, so that we can know that if it's as easy for him to wake Lazarus from death as it is for me to wake some of them sleep, I can trust him. I can put my faith in him. What does that really mean? What does that look like? Well, maybe this might help us. Maybe this might help us. I've got a bit of rope here. Imagine your help. Thank you very much. Just imagine, for example, that I am Jesus. And there's Karis. And this rope is like faith or trust, okay? And as Karis takes that rope, she's trusting Jesus. Jesus, the one who got through death, he rose again on the third day. And the one who promises that as we trust him, he will get us through death too. He will pull us, as it were, through death. He has that power so that we can be with him forever. Brilliant. Just imagine, isn't that amazing? Wouldn't that be an amazing day when we wake up from death and we see Jesus? Wow. What an amazing day. So I wonder this morning whether you trusted him. We can, can't we? If he can raise Lazarus, if he on that third day rose again, we can trust him. I was thinking as I finished, uh, when someone dies, it is sad, isn't it? It's very sad. But with Jesus, death is not the end. If we trust him, if we are joined to him uh, in faith and trust, death actually is more like being like falling asleep and being woken up by Jesus. And that's a real hope for anyone who's trusting Jesus this morning. Only because of what Jesus has done. Dying on the cross for our sin and then bursting through the grave to give us life that never ends. So let me encourage you this morning to look at that promise. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life.
The one who believes in me will live, even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Never die that terrible death separated from God forever. Just a couple of things uh, just to help you finish. Uh, I've got a colouring thing here. If, you wanna, if you're younger and you want to learn that verse for next Sunday, this might help you colour it in and learn the verse. And if you can say that verse to me next week, it might be a small prize. And whoever we are, whether we're young or old, wouldn't it be a great verse to remember every time you wake up this morning, uh, this, this week, every time you wake up from sleep to know Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and that one day he will wake us up from death to be with him and to enjoy him forever. Brilliant. We're going to pray now. And uh, William's family are going to help us uh, and lead us in our prayers.